Well, congratulations, Dota players. Or should I specifically say Dota 2? Because that's what Netflix decided to put on the end of your weird-ass show. Um, yeah, congratulations. Your overly niche, popular game series got a, got a cartoon on Netflix for some reason. I don't know. But I do know this, that watching the show made me absolutely, unequivocally, not interested in Dota 2. At all. I don't give two fucks about whatever the game is about, why you need to play it, or if it has any interesting concepts whatsoever. Because for damn sure, this show did not interest me in these things at all. I don't understand why you would make a series based off of a card game, if not have the card game be detrimental to the series, much like Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, that's that should be the, the, the gold standard of, hey, we got a card game and we want to make it popularized. What should we do? Why don't you make a fucking show based off of the card game, not just stuff in the lore of said card game? Because that would be weird and hard to follow. What? <laughs> And then it's like, well, well, what do you get? You get something that's just this weird fantasy lore bullshit. And then it's like, I'm not interested in playing the game. I'm, I'm just confused on what I'm looking at. What? It, it, like, I mean, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh from watching Yu-Gi-Oh. So seeing something that's based off of a card show, card game, knowing that it can be done into a show, and then seeing that they're not doing it correctly is raising your eyebrow. Also, another thing to be upset about, this is not a goddamn anime, okay? This is a cartoon. Cartoon. Why did I pronounce it that way? This is a cartoon, okay? A cartoon. If you wish to be technical, it is an American May, which is just a goddamn cartoon that made in America that just has anime aesthetics in it. That's it. That's all that it is. And it's done in the same goddamn animation style that Netflix has been doing all this other bullshit that they've been creating following that um, same motif of a style. Um, the fucking Voltron cartoon, uh, the Shira cartoon. What what are the other ones? Um, that Dragon Prince thing wasn't wasn't that Netflix? I don't remember. Uh, just all, all these things are copying that concept. And for whatever fucking reason, because this, this pisses me off so much from Netflix, they're not anime, but they stick that tagline on anything that has that same style in it for whatever reason. It's like, oh, it you, you drew it in the anime style. That must mean it is an anime. I should stick anime all over it whenever I'm talking about it and presenting it because it just makes fucking sense that way. If you didn't know, the only reason they're doing that is because anime is incredibly popular. And so by sitting there calling and doing every goddamn cartoon that you make in anime, then you get to have a buttload of people come in and look at it going, oh, it's a brand new anime. It's a brand new anime. Lo and behold, Netflix is roster of original anime is very very limited but you wouldn't know that because every goddamn cartoon that they make they keep sticking the word anime on it when every cartoon that they make isn't a fucking anime but hey far be it for me to tell you exactly what these manipulative bastards are telling you to think son of a bitch like it's just, it's just something that really pisses me off it has nothing to do with this dota um show but it's just a small thing that just pisses me off in that concept and there's just so many things in this show that was like, oh, okay, I get it. You you like the Judas like the anime, but no, it's not. It's not anime. Fuck. <laughs> but let's talk about this um, Dota 
Dragon's Blood show on uh, Netflix. It had only eight episodes, and I gotta admit, it was boring as shit. Fantasy is not complicated, but when you make it complicated, then it becomes incredibly boring. Because if you have extensive lore with bukus and bukus and bukus of just information that needs to be known in order for the lore to make sense, as well as layers upon layers of deeper meanings and understanding different things in order for the overall concept of the lore, because lore is not story, it's just history. History for a made-up story, realistically. Um... And it's like, in order for this lore to make sense, you need to know the history of this fantasy world. So, yeah. What... How this show approached that concept is really, really uh, fucked up. Uh, I would say jumbled, kerfuddled, um, uh, a bit of a quandary, if you will. Or a quagmire, if that will. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, fucked up. It was just fucking backwards. You introduced the story talking about these gods and this overarching um, concept of um, some evil god trying to make a um, the world in his own image. So essentially, you know that that's the bad guy and whatever. But the series doesn't tackle that. It doesn't deal with that concept. If anything... The fact that the series opens up with this concept, but then this is an afterthought to the grand scheme of the entire show, makes me wonder, why the fuck was it brought up in the first place? Because it didn't do anything for the introduction of the series. All it did was just sit there and establish that, hey, there's some looming threat off into the distance that everyone needs to be worried about. But I'm pretty sure these characters within the story just don't know or they don't understand that this threat actually is a thing. So then when it gets to the point where... Uh, main character because I can't even say that he's the main character um, freaking finds out about this overwhelming threat he could give two shits he, he, it, it just, it, he couldn't be bothered even if he tried it's, just, it's not that big of a deal it's just something that's happening and it is beyond idiotic and I could not stand it I was like so then what the fuck is the point of even mentioning this crap in the very beginning if no one cares and, like, you got so much other stuff going on where it's like I'm sitting here thinking that there's a dude trying to destroy everything so he can recreate it in his own image. Isn't that a bigger worry than all of this other minute dumb bullshit that you got going on? Apparently not. And it just immediately kept me out of the series because I'm just sitting there thinking that, you know, we got more shit to deal with than this. But, nah. Just nah. It's never something that's made apparent or brought up to the attention of the characters to where it was like, hey, you know, like anybody brought this up and was like, this is the real thing you need to be worried about. What you're talking about is, in fact, nothing compared to this overwhelming threat that we desperately need help in fighting. But I, I totally believe and want what I want to happen. Okay, it's it's peanuts. In comparison, do you wish to stop a small little skirmish or do you wish to save the entire universe? Well, this skirmish is important to me. Right, but it doesn't fucking matter. 
So if anything, you should make it to where now this skirmish that at first you believe was a big deal in the grand scheme of everything really doesn't matter because it's just a speck within the dust that is the universe. Then like you, it should be where you're conflicted over the concept to where you have a character sit there and like ultimately try to convince people like, hey, there's other shit that's going on that's, that's far more important. Like the, the futility of trying to take people away from their years and years of oppressive hatred and their bigotry in order to come together for this common goal. Something that shows that a character is even attempting to do this would have made would have made any of it worthwhile. But that never fucking happens. And that is beyond idiotic. Um, you have a character that immediately starts to fall for a girl because they had to pull that bullshit out of their hat. I'm out of their ass because that's what every fucking fantasy story wants to do. It's like everything has to be this concept of, ooh, guy travels with girl. They obviously want to fuck each other. They always want to fuck each other. I don't care that it happens. I'm just bored at looking at it because it's fucking boring to see. Oh, I'm a smart alky guy that got skills in doing this. Well, I am a girl who was of higher nobility. It's like it's everything is saved the last dance now. And it's just so fucking stupid. But essentially, you just have a guy that's like, oh, I can do this and do that. Well, I see that your character is this and that, but I can't be bothered. You know, you're not such a bad guy after all. And you're not such a bad girl after all. Well, fuck, wanna fuck, let's fuck. And that's what they all boil down to. And the fact that they had that type of dynamic... Um, with these characters was boring because the story itself is boring the problems that they bring up are boring i'm looking for this because i let this happen okay but you've been showcasing and doing things within the series that are proven that why why, why did that happen in the first place you, you got a chick who's going around being called princess but she's a princess of nothing and then i was just confused on why people are still calling her princess then if she's a princess of nothing that doesn't make any sense um but she believes so heartily into this crazy ass religion which is being proved throughout the entire series to basically be fake but then you never have her come to the realization or get her i would say comeuppance and seeing that hey this religion that you put your whole heart and faith and belief into is actually a load of, is a crock of shit and it's been doing nothing but get a bunch of people killed over some bull, um, some bullshittery from a woman who essentially just has a lot of power. And you guys are um, confused and incredibly powerful person with a god, which should always be a thing that would be interesting to see within like certain fantasy elements that I thought they could be cool with um, utilizing or doing to where it was like, hey, you're confusing miracles with just overabundance of magical power. You're sitting here and worshiping these people who you call gods that are ultimately just higher beings with more potent magical powers or whatnot. They're not really gods. It's just that they're stronger than everyone else. So, like, you know, beware. But no, that's not something that's questioned or brought up or made apparent. It's just everything is what they say it is until it isn't what they said it is. But in order for it not to be what they said it is, it must be proven outside of the viewpoint of the characters who said that it is what it is. Because nothing is ever made 
a factor within these characters who hold these ridiculous beliefs and hold these crazy faiths towards these things that essentially can just be boiled down to uh, a marital spat. Like, just... Uh, so fucking dumb. But, like, there, there's never a moment where these characters are basically just like, oh, I put all my belief and hope into this person. And then, like, you got this higher power being dude who just couldn't give less of a fuck for anything and everything that was going on for him to just ultimately be like, yeah, that's not true. And I was like, what are you talking about? Isn't true. And it was like, actually it went down like this. And then you had a character who legit was showcased. They were shown her people slaughtering other people under the behest of her goddess and seeing how cruel and vicious they could actually be. And then she just was like, I don't believe you. And then everyone else was like, we don't believe you either because she sets up. No opposition, no negative impact towards it. No one sitting there going, yeah, um, did you not see this bullshit? Uh, if anything, you know, perfect moments to to have the, um, the guy main character, if he was the main character, um, to really be an open-minded person is that you have him fall under a totally different belief or he'd be someone who would mention and talk about the fact that, yeah, your religious um, people are kind of these crazy overhyped zealous who sometimes go around mass murdering people and it's not cool, but you know, not all of, I know not all of them are bad, but you need to be aware that this shit does happen. And then you have the girl in opposition go, no, we don't do that. And it was like, yeah, but you don't know what the goddess plans. You just do whatever she tells you. So how the hell would you know exactly what's happening now in the rest of the world? Like you yourself haven't really left to do anything like that's one of the reasons why you need so much goddamn help the bitch traveled around without no damn money and i just can't help but think back to the the idiocy of that from um what was it uh fucking aladdin when princess jasmine's walking around and didn't really understand the concept of money so she just gave away an apple and then like a guy was like you gotta pay she went pay like what what the fuck is that <laughs> oh man and then Disney did a remake, and then it was supposed to prove to me that she was totally capable of ruling without a man. Uh, bitch don't even know what money is. <laughs> so, no, you you weren't taught good things. I'm I'm sorry, dear. No. And and it's like you have um, this princess chick going around like, well, we don't have any money, but we have things that we can trade for money, or you will just be within the good graces of our God. And they could have just showcased that there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, that's bullshit. And it was like, I don't care about that. You need money or forcing them to actually do stuff that was like, yo, you got to get down and dirty in order for you to get what it is that you need to get. But the show never did that. There was never really an obstacle for this female who was just adamantly doing whatever it is that she was trying to do really to go up against. And it was like, shit just kind of worked out for her. She had moments where it was like, Literally, her biggest faith-blowing moment was just a, um, a time where she just almost got hypnotized by this red rock. It did nothing. It didn't prove anything. It didn't do anything. But it was just a moment where she was just being hypnotized by a red rock and seeing zombies. And for some reason, it was like, this was enough to shake her faith to the core. But it was like, yo, it wasn't anything, anything that happened, really. And it was like, yo, this just it was something to showcase that, yeah, she had a hard time coming out of this ravine or whatever. But... Ultimately, it was kind of a, a, a whatever moment. If anything, it would have been in, more interesting to see her trying to survive within the snow and realizing that what um, the mistake that she made 
of trying to force and hurry up the little trip that they were on or um, the path that they were going to to try and get to the location that they were headed towards um, and just realizing that, yeah, like I fucked up. Like there's a storm. I should listen to the main guy. This was really stupid. This was really dumb. But instead you had her deal with zombies and then she was almost hypnotized by the whatever made the zombies. And then she just kind of luckily was able to get out of there. And then it was just like, oh my God, like that was horrible. And it was like, all right. And then, and then literally you just ended like that. But like there was there was nothing to anything that happened. Again, the overarching factor of there's this God out there trying to recreate everything under his own image is just in in the back of your mind throughout the entire time you're watching it. And then you just keep constantly having to go, why the fuck did I need to know that in the beginning? Why was that apparent? Why was that necessary information to be told to me if it did nothing to the story? And again, I'm only upset at it because of the fact that I knew that's what was, or that's supposed to be the the main um, problem or whatever that this series is supposed to face. But again, I could care less because the characters in the series could care less. So then why the fuck did you even tell me? Why not make it be that's the big reveal to where... I understand and slowly get into the lore of the series. And then when finding out different things about stuff, I then am told that, Hey, all of this was happening because this creature or this deity is trying to take over everything and destroy it all. So he can rule it or recreate it in his own image. Cool. That was an interesting factor. That also explains why this happened, this happened, this happened and this happened. But instead you just have shit happen. And it's like, Oh, why is this happening? Oh, because that's from the guy that wants to destroy everything. Oh, okay. Does it matter right now? Not really. Oh, oh okay. Well, then fuck it. Hell, you also have a moment of the, um, if if he was the main character, but there's the main character. Because you can't say any, um, I, I know, it, like, if you think, like, a, um, just to backtrack, it, think of an opposition point for the girl was the fact that she had to fight, um, the main dude when he was in full dragon form going around chasing her and everything like that. Um, there was no long lasting problems from that. She was rightfully healed up immediately after she found the tower that she was trying to go to. And, um, she was able to save the main guy from being in the dragon form. Um, she didn't lose a limb. She didn't have anything really bad happen to her. Hell, even the concept of the main dude turned into a dragon and going full blown, like out of his fucking mind, didn't make any damn sense considering that he was a dragon before and he picked her, her um, follower up who's a mute and the tiger thing and then flew them to where they were going in the first fucking place. And then out of nowhere, it woke back up and then it was like, oh, I'm crazy now. And it was like, what? So then like, what was it? Like, why did you take them here? And it was like, were you not crazy then? Like, it didn't make any sense. And just, they're just kind of shifting dynamics within the story to suit their own needs for whatever reason hell they had a character get kind of sliced up and you know supposed to believe like they were dead and then they legit have them like give a full-blown speech at the end and it's just like wait no you need to be the leader not me it must be you. and i was like aren't you supposed to be dead you were cut up a bunch of times should have bled out already should have passed out from shock or something but no you're still talking still no one gave you bandages or anything so that's really fucking stupid but i digress um to go back to the main character, if he is the main character, you have a guy who essentially gets dragonized for some reason, 
and then you have the over looming fear of um the he's dying because the dragon is inside of his body for some reason he's hiding for what i don't know um supposedly that god thing or whatever but then it's never revealed why he needs to hide the um introduction of the dragon that was killed when he finally showed up in the first place was the fact that that dragon was old weak and easily able to get defeated because that um, god dude took over a human and was using that human as like a medium for his power to take over that dragon and okay and so then like that dragon laid on his deathbed after the deity thing went inside the corpse of the dragon and then they duped it out but then the main dude kind of ran in at the last moment to help in the fight to defeat the dragon corpse and then because of that the dragon rewarded him by making him a transforming dragon guy or whatever now I thought it would it would have been more interesting if essentially the main dude was just cursed with the fact that now he has to fulfill the role of the dragon that then did whatever he did to him. But instead, they made it to where that dragon is now inside of him and is eventually going to bust out of him and go all full batshit crazy again. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. But the main dude is kind of cursed to let that happen. And the more the dragon keeps trying to break out of him essentially the more it's killing the main guy till eventually he just ups and dies and when they revealed that i just sat there and was like well why and i was like well, what was the point of that and i was like did the dragon even need to do that he wasn't and it's was like he was hurt but it was showing like when the main dude like he heals rapidly so wouldn't it like i would presume that the dragons can do that as well that they heal pretty fast he was still alive, really, but it was like, well, he was kind of dying. And then it was like, well, even still, if he was dying and then trying to jump into the main guy or whatever, like, why why not have it be a symbiotic relationship to where it's like he needs the body of the main dude in order to survive? But it's like, why the fact that him being inside of the main dude can have him transform fully back into a dragon? But when he does, he's fucking crazy. And then you later reveal that the dragons themselves don't really consider death the same way that humans do so even if he was to die he would have been reborn so then there was really no reason for him to even go inside of the main dude in the first place but no nah, they didn't they didn't do that they just kind of just kind of did whatever the fuck they wanted and that's really what this series does a lot and it's bad it's really bad they just kind of give bullshit reasoning behind a bunch of their own bullshit reasons <laughs> and it, it ultimately just turns out really bad and it was boring at that and so i was like yo it, it's cool that you got all this stuff going on and whatnot but you got way too much on your plate it's it's not hard to keep um to the keep up it's not hard to to keep up with what's going on story-wise but it's just there's a lot going on and it's uninteresting. You have literal, just multiple minutes of content in which we're seeing this mercenary chick who just kind of pops up and just starts killing at the behest of this goddess chick or whatever. And you just see her slaughtering people. And, and are you supposed to get the notion that, oh yeah, she's evil. She's totally evil. 
But I also know for a fact the goddess chick is totally evil. We are told multiple times that the goddess chick is evil. She's obviously a fake god, but so many people believe in her. And then they're committing these atrocities at her name. I don't think any of these people are good people. But then you have the main chick show up. And then when she sees these people again, all of a sudden, they're the good guys again. Now they're cool. And it's okay. Now the main dude can totally help fight these oppressed elves who they were slaughtering. Um, like he can help beat them up in order to save the knights who are going around slaughtering and trying to forcibly convert these elves into serve into following a religion they did not believe in in order to please um appease this goddess bitch who is a fake in the in the hopes of saving a girl that he likes because the story kind of forced them to be in a relationship because you know why not um it's just a guy and a girl traveling together they obviously gonna be fucking that's the only way that that would ever happen it's the only it's only why that would happen. <laughs> but it just ultimately felt incredibly flawed every time they made a fucking move. Nothing happened that just made any sense, really. You had the dragon, um, what, was it like the air dragons attacking them, but then they look at the main dude and they can see the dragon inside of him, so then they didn't attack him? But it was like, well, then why didn't they see it before? Like, what, he need, they need to stare at his eyes or something? It was like, why couldn't it be a thing where it was like dragons recognize that, yeah, he has a dragon inside, and so and like they just kind of not do shit because of that but they didn't get a good look at him or something uh just just really dumb it it just it was bad it 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 wasn't horrible it was just bad it was a boring watch and it wasn't really interesting they had way too much shit going on it was like yo yo you, like y'all trying to eat way too much stuff at one time and it considering that you only had an eight episode runtime no really no you need to pace yourself your story hasn't even done anything to make me interested in seeing a second part i guarantee you they're gonna get a second part because this was done by valve and dota and you know how much those people like that stuff and valve got money to burn and netflix just is thirsty for any type of content that they can get their hands on so they're gonna make more seasons of this shit i guarantee that but ultimately, the whole thing was just incredibly boring and a dull watch. I found myself playing on my phone half the time I was looking at the damn thing because I was just like, I just kind of want this to be over with. And I tried looking at um, Dragon's Dogma and I was like, and that was just a porn uh, uh, adaptation from the video game. And it's like, I played the video game and it's like looking at Dragon's Dogma, the, the series, and I was like, yeah, this uh, completely missed the fucking mark. But I don't know of Dota the lore or the card game or anything like that. And it's like using this as a jumping off point to want to get into that. Oh, it's horrible. Bad. I don't care about any of the characters. I don't even remember anybody's name. When I had the, the, the chick who was going around slaughtering elves for no damn reason, aside from the moon goddess said I need to. And it was like seeing her do shit. And it was like, when she died, I was like, who was that again? And I, was like, I, I don't remember her name. I was like, I, cause I don't care. I was like, I don't care about any of these people. None of the characters are likable, and they're all kind of just kind of thrown in your face. I guess the mute girl was kind of likable, but they barely do anything with her. It's just like she's just kind of moments. Uh, but yeah, like there's there's nothing to it, nothing to it at all. Oh, and it was one of those missed opportunities. And I was like, yo, you got a series where you have a mute character, have them do shit or make um or make a statement to where they stick out and they make. They, they're their own character. Like, they make that... They own that shit. Uh, 
as as someone who's a fan of the Marx Brothers, I I know like yo, doing pantomime and owning up to a character and making that character be recognized and realized, uh, like when uh, Jerry Lewis does it as well, it's like yo, that's that's a talent, and it's like that's something that you like to see in a series, and it's like yo, that character's not speaking, but I'm interested in everything that they got going on, but instead you have a a character that's mute. And that's essentially just this, it's like she's supposed to be a side character, but you push her to the side in, in other moments when I was like, hey, you can probably have them do their own thing. Have her be about something else. Have her want to do something else other than serve this chick and just be like, oh, she can fight. But no, nah, like, like give her a, a reason to give her a mind, like um, not a mindset, but give her her own mission. Have her be like about something else with the goddess or she's watching over the princess, not because she wants to protect her, but because she has to protect her. But she can care less about her. And it's like, yeah, she's kind of bored and fed up with her. And then like, if she has dumb ideas. She has to follow them, but she doesn't agree with them. Something like that. And it's like I said, like what the series gives you is just this girl who falls to the wayside that just don't talk. Make you go, alright, so I guess that's cool, but yeah, she doesn't own the character, she's just a mute, and it's like, yeah, because you have a main chick who's constantly always talking and prattling on and never have anyone to, and you literally, you literally gave her a side character who never questions anything she says, or disagrees with anything she says, and by doing that, you just ultimately give her the, the complete moral objectivity of constantly being in the right or never being shown that she's wrong or never being talked down to or never have anyone disagreeing with her because that never happens in the fucking show and it's kind of ridiculous that it doesn't but she's always on the moral high ground and it's like this is weird why would you why would you make a character like that and it's like i'm supposed to be sympathetic towards her plight and her cause and whatnot but i know for a fact that she's serving a goddess that's fake i know for a fact that she's hunting down someone who ultimately who ultimately just wants her people to live in peace and i know for a fact that when she goes back to these people she sits there and assumes or, or believes that hey my people just want to leave and that'll be the end of it we're all cool but totally disregards the fact that they've been slaughtering, enslaving, and forcing a brand new religion onto these people, oppressing them and making them feel like shit because of the fact that they don't serve this religion. And then you assume everything's all hunky-dory when these people find a um, get one uh, moment to fight for their freedom, and then you and then you the, the series itself kind of paints the picture that oh no, these characters are in the wrong. And then how much of a copy of Avatar Last Airbender was it to make the moon a different color and then people start losing their power and shit like that? And I was like, well, that's just, that was just fucking sloppy, really. And uh, they did it and I was like, I, I'd, I'd feel bad about having that happen. I was like, even, I was like, literally, you make it like the end of your first season. I was like, much like Avatar Last Airbender. Like, are you fucking serious? Like a goddamn um, different color moon and everything. And I was like, and they lose the power to... Um, they lose the power from their goddess and all that. I was like, motherfucker, that was on Avatar Last Airbender. What the, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, that was just sad. And I was like, oh, that's just sad. But, yeah, it it, it wasn't good. It was it was boring. Um, you want those people who are interested in, like, the small moments when they had blood everywhere? And, I mean, they, that's you. But it, it didn't do anything for my palate. Like, I was like, eh, yeah, violence, cool, but... If I don't give a damn, if it's senseless violence, then it's like, yeah, I mean, 
cool, but he ain't got nothing going on. I can care less about these characters. I can care less about the plights of these people. I don't feel bad for the villains. I don't think that the villains have a um have a have a way of looking at things objectively. You know, I don't sit there and go, well, you know, these people are just being manipulated by this evil goddess. But then it's like, okay, well then these people start doing things on their own despite the fact that the goddess wants them to do something else. And it just it it never it never comes to a head. It's never seen as a, you know, as like like it's a problem or it's never done in a way to where like I'm sitting there going like, oh well so then you know, that means like these people are just being manipulated. Like, no, no, it's just that's just that's just what they do. Oh, well, okay. She enjoys the killing. How could you enjoy the killing? But that's her job. That's what she was told to do by your goddess. Why is it not we're not questioning the goddess's actions if she sent her who enjoys killing to do the killing? What's up with that? I don't know. I, I don't I don't know at all. That's not that's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is you. Whoa, 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 this isn't about me, it's about you. Also, the voice acting in this series, um, just kind of, kind of odd choosings on this, um, for, in my opinion. Yuri Lowenthal is an amazing voice actor. I, like, he's an amazing voice actor. He did not do bad in this series. But the thing is, is that you listen to Yuri Lowenthal's voice, and then you picture the character that he plays, and someone should have went, no. I understand that he's a popular voice actor and there are a lot of people who adore him as a voice actor so much that they'll listen and watch any fucking thing that he does. So it doesn't really matter if the thing is good or not. They just like him so much that they um, watch whatever he's a part of. And that's cool. I mean, I'm Johnny Umbosh and uh, uh, Mark Hamill all day. Do that, do that shit all day with them. Um, you know, I got my favorite voice actors and whatnot, but, um, his voice did not fit his character at all. And it's like, yes, he is an amazing voice actor, but playing an, an incredibly huge, large muscle guy, Yuri Lowenthal voice does not match. It, it, it never will match that. They really should have gotten another character, um, a voice for that character. Now, they had the voice actor who plays um, Gara from Naruto. I do not know his name. Uh, but he would have been a better suit, realistically, um, in my opinion, to play the main character. It's just, it was just a range of how the voice actually sounds. Yuri Lowenthal is not someone who can do different voices. He has a distinct voice. It's totally, that's a totally different objectivity. He has a distinct voice, so when you hear it, you know, hey, that's Yuri. Um, but it was one of those things was like, yeah, certain people don't know how to utilize that correctly. Like, um, if you've played the recent Spider-Man game, then you know what I'm talking about. Because his voice is, it fits perfectly with the Peter Parker that they had on the PlayStation 4 uh, Spider-Man game. And, um, yeah, and it was like, yeah, his, like his talent as a voice actor shined on that. But in this, playing this muscle-bound dude that was a dragon hunter, and he's kind of cocky and everything like that. I was like, yeah, I was looking more for a rough, gruff type of voice, and that's would have been more appropriate. But instead, they got Yuri Lowenthal, and I was like, yeah, that shit don't fit. Um, and that was just weird. They gave certain characters accents, and it was one of those weird things where I was like, okay, why do these characters have accents? Um, if anything, it's one of, like, you know, most fantasy stuff, try, uh, stuff. Most fantasy stuff try to, like, shoehorn in British accents everywhere. 
I'm glad they didn't do that. But they did give characters a wide range of accents, but it just it didn't really fit because you didn't really give a sense of this wide range of um of a world where different people came from different places and they just happened to meet up at this one particular spot. It just seemed like everyone was really uh, a part of the same, I want to say like, like, like a couple of States, <laughs> if you will. It was like, it didn't seem like they were all that far apart from each other, but then you got a goddess who talked with a Scottish accent. And I was like, why would she talk with a Scottish accent? And then you had an, the elf dude who got who got her pregnant and had a kid by her, and it was like, well, they talk normal. And then it was like some of her followers spoke English, but then some of them also had Scottish accents. And then there were certain elves who had British accents, and then some of the regular human voice actors had just different town, like they're just, just different country accents, but like none none I can pinpoint realistically. Um, but it just like just it was the direction was all over the place, and I was like, I'm pretty sure they did shit based off of popularity rather than um, actually whether or not this shit fit. Um, I believe that whoever played the main chick, she sounded like um, Morgana. I mean Morgan. I said Morgana. Sounded like Morgan from um, the Dragon Age video games. I'm not sure. I didn't look it up, um, but she sounded like her, and she has her own distinct voice. Um, that's kind of like a, this, it, it's not a British accent, but it's damn near like a, a perfect high-born um, heiress, um, aristocracy um, uh, voice uh, that she has, which which I adore in the Morrigan sense. And then having her play the princess fit perfectly. Um, and I was like, yeah, the way how she speaks, the way how she carries herself, the way how she acts, this voice sounds perfect. But then it's just other characters within the series and it was like yo this voice don't make any damn sense and it just seems like yeah the voice direction itself was all over the place it's a small gripe but it was a gripe nonetheless on my part i just had an issue with the voice direction um just because certain things just didn't really add up to me it seemed like you know if you wanted to have a particular group of people or if you want to have accents in the series, then hey, make it to where a particular group of people would carry and have said accents. The 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 elf who um who had the daughter with the goddess chick, have all of them have Scottish accents to where it was like, yeah, these people who she interacts with that are look like elves or whatever, they they speak in a Scottish accent. But when you don't, then it just makes me go, then why the fuck does she have a Scottish accent? Is, is there a Scotland in this world? Does Dota have a Scotland? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was ignorant. Oh, man. But, yeah, I was just, I really was like, yeah, the, the voice acting on this was just kind of all over the place. And, again, the main upset was just Yuri Lowenthal character. I was just like, yeah, this shit does not match up at all looking at him. It's like, yo, I can, I can grin and bear it, but this, at the end of the day, I'm looking at it like, yo, what the fuck is it? Like, this nigga looks like, you know, he whoop all ass, <laughs> but then he talks like Yuri Lowenthal, and I go, yeah, I, I can see people trying to beat him up. <laughs> it's like, I would try to beat him up. <laughs> oh, man, that was just, it was just ridiculous. But I I did not like you, Dota 2. I did not like you, boo-hoo-hoo. Ooh, did you try to do a um, Dr. Seuss thing in this day and age, boy? Are you insane? Who? 
Nah, I, I just like yeah, it it wasn't good. Um, I don't understand. I don't really care for the lore. Didn't really care for the characters. Nothing about this at all really stuck out or made it um or made a name for itself. It didn't really do anything to grip me or to make me go, "Ooh, I can't wait for the next season. I want to see what these characters else, what else these characters are gonna do." I just kind of they kind of don't give a shit because none of them gave a shit. And it it just ultimately it was just a long, boring, dreary nonsense of who whatever and whoever that led into this uninteresting and just abysmal cliffhanger ending that did nothing aside from just go, eh, it's a cliffhanger. Ain't you interested in to look at it some more? And it was like, yeah, that's disgusting. I was like, oh, like that's the best you can do? And it was like after everything that you did to try and make some sense of a story, you just want to end on a cliffhanger because you really don't know how to, it's like you don't want to conclude it because if you conclude it, then there might not be a reason to look at any more content. But at the end of the day, I'm not invested or interested or even care about everything that happened because it just ends. It just abruptly ends. And I was like, well, as far as cliffhangers go, this is horrible. And I mean, I mean, these, these things are done by people who I would assume are nerds who have seen Star Wars, and I hate to go there, but look at how, what was it, um, what's the, what's the second Star Wars movie, like the, the actual second one, not, not Clone Wars, but, um, The Revenge of the Sith, I believe, and it's like, look at how that ends, or how it dealt with a cliffhanger, you know, and it was like, yo, nothing was really concluded, the, um, the main characters lost, but they still were together and they still had hope to continue on. But yeah, they lost and then nothing was concluded, but there were still a lot of things left unanswered. You know, and it was like, are they going to rescue us? And, like, and again, I don't like Star Wars, but this is a perfect reference for this. Um, and you know, it was like, they're going to rescue Han Solo. Luke ever going to finish his training? And I was like, now that you know Darth Vader's his father, like, what, what is that going to entail? What's that going to do? And all that, you know, and it was like so much stuff that was left unanswered to end that series, uh, to end that movie series with, um, you know, in a cliffhanger sense. And that's a lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie for, for good reasoning. But it's like, yo, just think of that when you're handling and writing your own fucking story. Just go, okay, remember how Star Wars did Revenge of the Sith? Right. All right, let's not fuck it up and, you know, try to do something similar to that. You give a concrete, conclusive um, ending to everything that was going on, but you still leave room for interpretation. You still have characters wanting more. You still have people wanting more. Like, hey, these characters were able to come out of this, but, and you just, and it's that, it's that but that what draws you in to continue seeing the rest of it. But as far as I'm concerned, the way how that, um, the way how Dota ended, I don't give a fuck. It was like, yeah, the main dude's caught by the dragon people, but it didn't seem like they were trying to kill him anymore. The girl left, um, the main girl left, but it didn't seem like anything happened to shake her um, faith in the, the faith that she has, even though it seems like that faith is about to get destroyed. Um, the goddess chick who was kind of being showcased as the baddie, and I'm being told by a third party that she is a baddie because she desperately needs followers more than she needs anything else and um and that's just what she likes that's what she likes yeah um 
And so I'm to believe like, yeah, she's a baddie. But then again, there was nothing to showcase that there was anyone who is going against that aside from the oppressed elves who just really seem like now they just want to fight for the sake of fighting rather than being at peace for some reason, even though that kind of was their thing was that like, yeah, they're fighting to gain peace. So what exactly are you going to do with that? It just seemed like you wanted to end something with everyone with it, having the audience being like, Oh wow. Well, well, that's going on. That's going on. And that's going on. And that's supposed to be some pseudo, um, interesting factoid that desperately makes you want to continue seeing the rest of it in order to answer some questions. Ooh, um, like, like the first Castlevania, the, the beautiful, beautifully done short, sweet concept at the end of the first Castlevania, um, which led to the, um, not, not the game, this, um, the show, uh, which had the second season kind of branch out and do so much more. And it, it introduced brand new characters, introduced brand new concepts, as well as giving you a hell of a lot more um, shit to digest and bring in, as well as answer a bunch of the questions and whatnot that you were left off with in the first season, because it was just it was very well done that way. But I, I just see like essentially they were trying to copy that way too hard and, and ultimately just shot themselves in the foot. So very sad, very 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 sad. I didn't have any expectations for this series, and I could care less about, you know, the Dota card game or anything like that, but I believe that this series was a, was just a, just a, a failed attempt at trying to do something. I'm not exactly clear what. Um, there really was nothing interesting about anything that was going on. I could care less about any of the characters. I, it just felt like another generic fantasy story that just was like it was made by someone who looked at way too much Lord of the Rings. That's all. And I feel I feel bad because it seems like it had a lot of potential to be something, but then they just kept shooting themselves in the foot because all they kept doing was like not not even doing cliche, but just doing so so much predictable dumb shit that it just kind of made the story it, it just a slow trudge through mud and it just was uninteresting and unwatchable really and there's really nothing to it so all in all the dota series is a whack-ass uh, american may you don't need to waste your time looking at it i personally wouldn't there's nothing to it i'm i would i would um suggest getting the um getting the perspective of someone who actually is interested in the dota card game to see exactly how they would feel about it uh but Personally, for for a normie's perspective, there, there's nothing to this show, um, and there's nothing in it that would even seem like it's remotely interesting or related to the fucking card game at that. So, again, nothing to even tie you over for that aspect. So, yeah, that that's just my take on on this series. So, that's it for this episode of Fun with Flame. Um, by all means, drop me a line. Let me know what you think at heytheflame at gmail .com. Uh, uh, definitely always answer or, you know, leave uh, message me on any of the messaging things from wherever you're listening this to. I'll definitely be able to get it from there. Um, but this has been fun with flame. I've been your host, Daniel, the flame, and as always good people, I hope you had fun. <laughs>